I know you and I were basically waiting for Candy to announce her departure. End of an era. I do believe it was her choice somewhat. I, I think there was a disagreement on salary. I think that they would have liked to have her back, but they do want to make changes to the cast. And in order for them to afford to do what they're looking to do, she would have had to take a cut. And I think from her point of view, she knows she's a part of the Bravo family. I think we can expect to see her in spinoffs and other Bravo things. But, you know, next season she won't be back. Katie gave a lot to the show. Welcome to Cocktails and Gossip, the podcast where we drink cocktails, but you better believe we're going to spill the tea. We chat reality TV, celebrity blinds, and the hottest tea from bravoandcocktails.com. And as always, it's all alleged and just for fun. We do not verify our blinds. I'm B. And I'm Amanda. Let's get into this week's tea. What's up, cocktailers and Amanda? Hi, B. Hi, cocktailers. I mean, okay, struggle bust through the winter. Uh, yeah, we were just talking about like, I have a little bit of a cold. I feel fine. I just have like a little congestion. B's got like one down in her family. <laughs> Which is that time of year. make its way through. I'm like, just get I me know. to the weekend so that I can be sick on the weekend. Even though I yeah, pack for my trip. I know, and you need to make sure everybody's healthy for your trip. I know. I know. You got to get my, yeah, get that stuff checked out so that if, because you know, everyone else in your family is going to get whatever it is. So, and it's so hard to tell because now that my daughter's sick, my son, of course, is waking up like, I don't feel good. I'm like, no, 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 no. When I, are you really sick? <laughs> because you're going to get sick most likely and you're not taking days from school unnecessarily. So, yeah. Yeah, that's always been like my joke is like I can't be sick alone. <laughs> like, like I would get sick, and then like, like my ex would be like, "Oh, I think I'm really sick too." Yeah, yeah. How <laughs> it's convenient. Like, can I just be sick by myself, please? That's <laughs> something else they don't tell you about parenthood. Like you can never really heal because one of your kids catches it, and then they take priority. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. But I mean. There was a meme I saw that it said something like, as a kid, I always thought my mom never got sick. And then I realized she must have. She just didn't have time for that shit. <laughs> right. It's so true, though. Like, so true. You got to be like severely ill. I mean, I was. Yeah, I won't go into details, but. Oh, I once had the flu. I think I have I ever told you. And like I took Tamiflu and I think I had a psychotic break. I was oh. hearing things. It was so bad. My family was in the basement. They were like hiding from me. I was like, what? I, what'd you say? And they're like, we didn't say anything. I'm like, I can't hear you. What? And they're like, oh my God, she's hearing voices. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's crazy. I've never heard of that happening, but that's nuts. Maybe I'm just nuts and it was just showing. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully everybody gets healthy. Okay. I wanted to start out by, and this is like a little off our usual path, but start out by talking about the Grammys because it was it was so big. There was so much buzz and the show just kicked ass, I thought. You know, I agree. And I really can't remember the last time I sat and like fully watched the Grammys. Like I always I always do the red carpet. Yeah. 
with all award shows, just because I'm a sucker for the red carpet, I love to see the outfits and everything. And one of the fun things about having my account is like I can pull the outfits and I love to see what people like and, you know, where right. we agree and disagree. And it's so like that's always so cool because it's so subjective, like dresses that I think like knock it out of the park. I'll post and people will be like, ew. And I'm like, really? So that and the Grammys is always a little wild, right? Like you could kind of it's kind of anything goes. It's not like the Oscars. That's, you know, much more formal affair. The Grammys, I think they encourage people to really express themselves with the fashion. And, yes. you know, back in the day when like showing your midriff was like not really a thing, like that's where you would see and you would see that and you would see like advances in fashion and people really pushing it. I always remember Lady Gaga, too. I don't know if it was MTV Music or Grammys, probably both. Remember she came dressed in, like, that meat dress? I was meat like, dress. we've taken it too far. <laughs> I always wondered, like, oh, did it smell? It Like, I'm did sure. she smell? She must have. And what about, like, the bugs it probably attracted? Ew. Ew. I, I'm sure like, she only wore it, like, for a short time. And, like, did they put plastic down on the seats so before she sat down? Did she shower before her, like change i would imagine i would imagine but i mean again like talk about quite a risk and like lady gaga's always i have you ever seen her perform live no yes no oh my god if you get a chance you must she is insane she is just such a true like talent you know so i didn't i'm full i'm a full what does she call them monsters i'm a full little monster now but at first, I felt like she was a, a tryhard. I'm just being honest. Before I realized how talented she was. And then when I want to say Hurricane Sandy hit in New York, New York City, the boroughs, Long Island, like we got hit really hard. Yeah. And she donated a million dollars of her own personal. I mean, she's from New York City of her yeah. own personal money to the relief fund and that made me be like, okay, she's good people. And then a star is born. Like, fully, yeah. like, that soundtrack was incredible to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Saturday but mornings, you, when I'm getting stuff done around the house, that's still one of my go-tos. Like, a star is her and Bradley Cooper. I wanted them to be a real thing so bad. And I knew that they weren't, and it was all for show. But, like, and he was married, so I probably shouldn't have been pushing for it in my own mind. But I really wanted huh. it to be true. <laughs> they did have great chemistry, I thought. They did. And yeah, she was great in that movie. Okay, back to the Grammys. Let's talk about like, well, tell me like one of the, like some of the moments you liked. Tracy Chapman and Luke Combs. I think, I think everybody felt the same way. And it was funny because I posted a little clip. And so many of you guys were saying in my inbox, did you cry? Why am I crying? Why? It really made me tear up. And so I saw this article written in the Atlantic and I'll quickly go over what it said. It said that people across an angry and divided nation were given a magical unifying moment on Sunday. We needed it. Tracy Chapman returned to the Grammy Awards 35 years after she won the Grammy for Best New Artist at the 1989 ceremony. Chapman performed her working-class ballad, Fast Car. This year, she was joined on stage by country singer Luke Combs for a mesmerizing rendition of the song. 
It was a phenomenal music event. For five minutes, they traded off singing verses, coming together to harmonize on the chorus, with Combs at times mouthing the words as Chapman sang them. It was more her moment than his, and Combs knew that. When they were done, Combs gestured to her, bowing several times to convey his respect. She bowed in response, her hand patting her heart. Music has the power to move us, to refine and ennoble our sensibilities, to take us places sometimes transcendent places that other things simply can't, Werner, who's the author of this article, said. Rhythm and harmony find their way to the innermost soul, Plato wrote, imparting grace. But music requires musicians, and on Sunday night, America was witness to two very special ones. They were repairers of the breach, and we briefly shared not just a continent, but a country. Wow. Well, I think, I mean, I know I'm a little bit older than you, but I feel like you were, you and I are both of that generation where we remember hearing Fast Car growing up on the radio. And, like, I don't know about you, but, like, I always remember, like, it was, it, it transfixed me back then. I you know, back in the day where you used to like use your double decker tape player to tape stuff yes. on the radio. Yes. <laughs> I totally remember taping that song and like there's not really nothing like it at the time. And it was very, so what was it, 1989? I mean, right. Well, the thing with it too, like Luke Holmes is 33. So he's, he was, he wasn't even born or was just born, but the thing with songs like that, like there are some songs that come to mind, like Fast Car is one of those songs. Like John Mellencamp has a couple, um, yeah. like these kind of rock. I don't know if you call Tracy B. Chapman song rock, but I'm such like a hip hop pop person. Although I do like country and all that, but like there are songs like I know, what's the one? Don't Stop Believing." Like yeah. that certainly was not written during my generation, but it's a right. song I grew up with. I very much yeah. grew up with it, you know? So this was 89 in the same way. Like I can't all those like material girl and all that. I was far too young to really appreciate them then or like girls just want to have fun. But it kind of transcends generation because it's a forever tune. Yeah. You know, so, I know. And when when Luke Combs, because I in New York, we have a station that I listen to. It's country music. And when I mm -hmm. first heard it, I was like, oh, my God, somebody redid Tracy Chapman's song. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's such a good job with it. I agree. I think, and I think it was nice in the performance too that he really let her shine and really yes. gave her the stage, which was so great because she has, she's been, she's been off and kind of out of the public eye. So it really truly was a moment. I would imagine she probably writes music for a lot of people because she's a talented writer too. Yeah, I would imagine. Okay, what did you think about Miley Cyrus? I mean, her dresses, she had more costume changes than anybody, I think. Her look, her speech, her performance, what did you think? I love Miley. I love all of her songs. I always have. I mean, Party in the USA is a bop. It's a cool yeah. bop, but I love it. Like, anywhere I am, and out. where, who was I with? I was with somebody and I was like, ooh, and I like made it louder and they were like, really? And I'm like, yeah, really? Like, I don't, I'm not embarrassed. I love. I love it. Yeah, it. I agree. It's a great song. This summer, Flowers was definitely an anthem. I bumped out by my pool. So happy for her. There was a lot of 
drama around her and her speech. And a lot of people say she snubbed her dad, Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah. So I, I mean, I guess I had heard about that, but Miley isn't one of those people who like, well, I guess when she went through her split with Helmsworth, she was like, uh, her business was out there. But like her family business has always been messy, but I guess I never really looked into it. But of course I had to. Right. So they have a strange relationship. Looking into it, what I've gathered is that her dad ma- is now married to a woman only four years younger than Miley. But this is kind of the kicker, and I don't know how many of you guys know this. I think I shared it on my Insta. But the dad met this young wife when she auditioned for Miley's show back like, 10 years ago, Hannah Montana. Mm. This woman's name is Fire Rose. I guess that's her stage name. She was not cast on the show, but she met Billy there. And it's said that he's been very supportive of her music career. So, mind you, he was married to Miley's mom, Tish, right? Right. And yet supporting a woman four years older than his daughter's music career. Mm. He announced his engagement on August of 2023. And when he did, Miley unfollowed him on social. Yeah. Side note, Tish remarried Dominic Purcell, who is the sibling of an actor from Prison Break. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. So I think that, I mean, if you put all of it together, and we actually, after I was posting, I actually got an email, sounded a lot like Miley, that basically said, like, the suspicion is that he was not just helping her with her career, that there was stuff going on there for a long time. And then ultimately, when him and Tish did finally split, because I think they kind of filed for divorce, got back together, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, then he ended up marrying this girl. I mean, you know what we always say here at Cocktails and Gossip? <laughs> yeah. There's smoke, there's fire. I I have no doubt. I have no knowledge, but I have no doubt that there's something to that. So just to share if you're not a cocktailer what that post said it said and again this is all allegedly i don't know it sounds like miley the pop star doesn't speak to her dad because he cheated on her mom with his new much younger wife her dad while married to her mom helped fund his new wife's career new wife latched onto him after meeting him at her show she was trying out for a part which she didn't get she did get to be his mistress and have her singing career funded. So yeah, it's not just because his wife is 34 and the pop star is 30. It's because of years of stuff that transpired while her parents were married. When he ultimately married the girl, it confirmed what she had always known. So it sounds like years of... Cocktailers, I wanted to share something with you. Recently, I tried something new. A few weeks ago, I went to a friend's house for a fun night in. The plan was to get some yummy takeout and watch a movie. I knew it would be the perfect night to chill. So I brought over a pre-rolled high-potency THC joint from Mood for us to try. And we had the perfect relaxed night in. Mood is known for their federally legal THC, and now they're adding their most potent product yet to the lineup. For a limited time, Mood is giving our listeners 
a free THCA pre-roll and 20% off your first order. Just visit hellomood.com and use our code GOSSIP23. So I'm really looking forward to trying their Social Mood THCA joint next. And it's really fun when you get a package from Mood. It feels like the experience already begins. Their packaging is beautiful, it's colorful, and it definitely feels elevated. For those of you who haven't heard about THCA flower, it is Mood's latest and most potent breakthrough in the world of federally legal cannabis. Mood has different strains for specific moods, from euphoric to energized, creative to chill, and plenty of versatile products that go with whatever mood you're going for. Mood puts an end to guessing games with federally legal forms of THC extracted from hemp plants. And all of their products are regularly third-party tested in Drug Enforcement Agency registered labs. Try Mood's new THCA flower today. And for a limited time only, get 20% off your first order and a free THCA pre-roll. Just go to hellomood.com and use promo code GOSSIP23. That's hellomood.com, code GOSSIP23 for 20% off your order and a free THCA pre-roll. You know, I don't know if you have know anybody who's gone through this with their parents, like as an adult, one parent cheated on the other, but I do. And that my friend was able to forgive the parent who cheated, but the parent who cheated did not marry the person that they had been having the affair with, right? Right. I think that would be just really hard. If this is true and if this is really what happened, I think that'd be very difficult to forgive and like just see see that person all the time. Absolutely. And yeah, just the whole I mean, and I'm happy that her mom's happy and moved on. And I I'm sure that makes Miley feel better. I do know that Miley's sister, the name I can't think of. She was at the dad's wedding and I don't Noah. Noah. And I think Miley doesn't talk to Noah. I don't know. I could be wrong about that, but the sister was at the wedding. So clearly the sister's able to I don't know. And we don't know what's true and what's assumed, or just maybe they weren't cheating, but Miley thought the the relationship wasn't appropriate. And then once they like officially got together, she was like, Yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah. And I mean with flowers, like, I don't know if you ever saw that side-by-side uh, comparison of how they took that song and compared it to the Bruno Mars song because apparently Liam used that song yes. to express his feelings, right? And so it's like an answer to the Bruno Mars song. Mm-hmm. But, like, the other thing I love, too, is, like, she created something that people say now, like, she created a cultural saying, which is like, I can buy myself flowers, right? Yes. Which means like, I got this. Breakups suck, but I got this. So I don't know. I am I think she's great. I love a good break, breakup song. I think my favorite breakup song, and we'll get to Jay-Z's speech, is Irreplaceable by Beyonce. 
when that song dropped, I was like, I could have broken up with anybody and just felt so powerful. Like, it was so good. To the left, to the left. It's a bad one. Yeah. Yeah. I just love it. But very happy for Miley Shock. She hadn't won a Grammy yet. Does she write her own music? I don't know. We should Google. Probably should know that. Here, I'm going to Google. You Google. And then I'm going to talk about the John Stamos of it all. Because I kind of have a bone to pick with John Stamos. And my followers are very (laughs) Uncle Jesse. Uncle Jesse. So I will start by saying I have always, I, until recently, I've always liked John Stamos. First, I think he's a beautiful man. And he's as beautiful today as he was in 1985, maybe more so. God bless, he ages like a fine wine. Like our friend Angie Casanevas, that good Greek blood, he's good. He looks beautiful, great. Always liked it. Yeah. Seemed like a nice guy. However, in the midst of everybody speculating about Miley and what's up with her and her dad not speaking, and she didn't thank him in the speech, and Miley actually said something like, she thanked her people, and then she was like, I didn't forget to thank anyone, like, pointed, basically saying, like, don't think I just left my dad out. Um, This is purposeful, right? Yeah. John Stamos, out of the clear blue sky, talk about left field. I mean, he's left field, down the back, out the front door, post a congratulation picture of Miley as a baby in the arms of her father, Billy Ray, and, like, John's there. Okay. Now... If we all know that she doesn't speak to Billy Ray Cyrus, then John Stamos knows. I'm sure that they're like just acquaintances. I don't know if he's tight with Billy Ray. I have no idea. I just find it thirsty. As yeah. I said, I've always liked John Stamos, but it looked to me like he was looking for a viral moment. You know, it seemed yeah. pretty ob- right? Like a pretty obvious stage thing that he knew accounts would share and would get him traction. Yeah, I think it was 100% a self serving kind of like i think uh, the word star fucker just comes to mind right like definitely a a try hard move and i did look up miley does write her own songs and she did write flowers so that's the reason like the grammy is such a big deal is because of it establishes her as a true artist not just a pop vixen is what this article said which i'm like that makes sense and the John Stamos post, because I'm a little bit, I'm going to perseverate on this a little bit. Okay. Maybe it would have gone unnoticed. Maybe I wouldn't have honed in on it. But here's why I did. He wrote a biography recently. Right. And I remember a lot of the clickbait was about his ex, Rebecca Romaine, and right. their divorce. And he went pretty privately into details. He accused Rebecca of cheating during the time they were married. Also saying he felt emasculated by her because her career was more successful. Now, they divorced in 2005. His book was written in 2023. So 18 years later, she's married to Jerry O'Connell since 07, and they have kids. He's married with a kid. So when I saw that, I was like, this guy is like looking to sell books. And the Insta post with Miley, he's really looking for these viral moments. Listen, yeah, sorry, John. It's a rough break that your book came out the same time as Britney Spears. But throwing Rebecca Romaine under the bus and saying she cheated on you 20 years ago is a bad look all the way around. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it was more like the tone and the way that he kind of wrote it. Because, like, I read the Britney book. The Britney book, I don't know. Like, making, because they both, right? They both make claims mm-hmm. that they were cheated on. But for some reason, it just didn't have that 
bitter, like, like I'm going to really stick it to you but kind of Brit- tone that it did with John. But here's different. Britney's ex who cheated on her went on to make an album and garner sympathy from an entire nation by saying she was the cheater, right? Right. Cry Me a River. Everybody yeah. thought Britney cheated on him with the backup dancer, which she may have. Mm-hmm. But obviously, based on what Britney's saying, they both cheated on each other. Rebecca Romaine did not write an album against John Stamos or a book against John Stamos. They divorced. She never spoke about him, to my knowledge, again. Yeah. And... Good point. Our classy friend, Jerry O'Connell, who's not actually our friend, but he's a friend in my head and a big Bravo fan. Yeah. On Rhodes. He was asked about it and he was like, oh, do you hear my cleaning lady upstairs? And he was like, I'm not commenting. Like, swear. He's like, this is 20 years old. It's ridiculous. I refuse to comment. I'm not giving this any more life. It should have never had life. And hats yeah. off to you because you could have yeah. been like, he's a thirsty motherfucker because that's what he was in that moment good for you jerry jerry l okay what about jay-z do you think when jay-z got up and we can read the speech well let me read the speech and then i'll ask you what you think so he won the dr dre global impact award so in the speech, he thanked other rappers, some of the pioneers, and it started off nicely. Then he questioned the process behind the voted categories. And he said, we want y'all to get it right, at least getting close to right. And obviously it's subjective. Y'all don't got to clap at everything. Obviously it's subjective because, you know, it's music and it's opinion based, the artist stated. But. You know, some things, I don't want to embarrass this young lady, but she has more Grammys than everyone and never won album of the year. So even by your own metrics, that doesn't work. Think about that. The most Grammys never won album of the year. That doesn't work. And then I guess last year when Beyonce lost to Harry Styles, he said, the truth is we grew up wanting to be on the Grammys and it was our goal. We just want them to get it right. That's what we want. Speaking of renaissance. Full disclosure, I'm a huge Jay-Z fan. I, As a teenager, I was a huge, huge hip-hop fan in general. I would yeah. I would say Jay-Z is probably in my top three. I, I lean towards New York rappers. I love... He has some lines in his songs that, to me, are just the best. Standing back from situations gives you a perfect view. You see the snake in the grass, then you wait on their ass. I mean, like, I, I can... I find quotes like that. I always have liked quotes. I find him very inspirational. I like his confidence. I think he's a very intelligent person. I think he's entitled to say what he wants to say. And I do think that, you know, they feel a little slighted because I think that, you know, they give them these awards, but they don't give them. They never gave her the big award. Mm -hmm. And you do kind of wonder why. Like, Taylor gets it four times and Beyonce hasn't gotten it. It seems a little odd. And I don't think, though, I don't think, and I think a lot of people disagree with me, I don't believe he was shading Taylor specifically, which is a lot of what I heard, because Beyonce has lost four times. Once to Taylor, once to Beck, once to Adele, and once to Harry Styles. Yeah. I don't believe that he was singling out Taylor. Um, I think that Beyonce probably, she looked a little uncomfortable because she probably felt they were going to get that backlash. And I know she's gone out of her way. She supported Taylor. She went to, I don't know if it was her concert. 
I know she went to like her movie premiere because there were a lot of pictures mm-hmm. of them. And then Taylor went to her concert. And so I hate how they're always trying to pit women against each other because yeah. Jay-Z can be unhappy about not feeling the Grammys have given his wife the correct accolades without shading Taylor because it's not Taylor's fault. She's not she's not yeah. she's not making the decisions. You know what I'm saying? So let me ask yeah. Let me ask you this though. And I again I agree. I don't think it's necessarily about Taylor. But do you think that what Jay-Z is saying is she's won all these gra- Grammys, so she should deserve to have album of the year is what it kind of comes off to me as, right? Like how do you said like you know, look, is it Renaissance that uh, she was most like Renaissance was an amazing album because X, Y and Z. And, you know, she really she really should have gotten it because of these reasons. But to be like, well, she has the most Grammy, so she should have like that to me feels like a kind of a weird. I don't like that argument. That to yeah. me does not hold water. It's more like you know, this, you know, because of sales, because of radio play, because of, you know, whatever metrics I would compare it because every year is different. Right. And so your competition every year is going to be different. Just saying like, just because this person is very highly acclaimed doesn't mean that in my mind that they deserve album of the year because it's about the album, not about the artist. Well, what I saw a lot of people saying was just because you have great songs doesn't necessarily mean that the album that's up is the best album that year. So I don't know how any of these things, honestly, it feels a little bit like billionaires bitching. Like, (laughs) I mean, you're Beyonce, you're Jay-Z, but I guess to them it's like important because... I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm not at that level. I, I, I clearly I have no songs, <laughs> but I'm right. just saying I I don't know. It, it sort of feels like I don't know. I yeah. I and it also because then is the tone like did Adele not deserve it? Because uh, certainly hey. I mean they're all fantastic. I mean, listen, I don't know even one song of Beck, so whatever. But uh, I kind of am surprised because again. I didn't even realize that Beyonce, because she has so many Grammys, I sort of assumed one of them was best album. I never realized it wasn't. And so, like, if you're looking at it, it's like, why doesn't she have it? I guess that's his point. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe if she makes an album, she'll get it next time. Right. Well, and I, there have been some really, truly amazing album. I don't know. I feel and you like also wonder is it pr teams because there are some people and fans just gonna ask you is like can they is it like the oscars like where the nominees can kind of campaign i think that certainly some people have better teams than other people i mean yeah. a perfect example of that is fantasia i loved back when fantasia was on american idol i still watched and she never in my opinion now i'm a hip-hop r&b fan so i listen to all her music but i never felt she got the accolades and the the exposure and the opportunities that she should have her music uh, her couple of songs that I do know I play them they're like in my rotation I love them when I see you and I can't think of the name of it but I know like the verse and I'll spare you guys her performance for Tina Turner was incredible yeah and that was a moment that I said to myself like there's a difference between her and an artist with a better team because she should 
have more roles and parts like Jennifer Hudson, who also is an incredible talent, right? Also yeah. from American Idol. Kelly Clarkson, also from American Idol. I do think it comes down to the people they hire. Really? Yeah, that's true. Because I don't think that that Kelly and 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 um, Jennifer Hudson are any more talented than Fantasia, but certainly they have better platforms. Yeah. Right? They're all well, talented. I, I enjoy them all. Don't mistake me. I just feel like she never got her due. No, I, I agree. And I don't know Fantasia as much. I did not watch that American Idol, but I obviously know who she is. I saw her performance on the Grammys. I thought it was great. But I think just like so many other things in life, like money talks, right? And they they say that, for example, and guys don't come at me because I haven't seen the movie, but Maestro, the Bradley Cooper movie that a lot of people are like, eh, it's not that good. But that there is such a huge machine behind pushing it. Right. That they're that they think that it'll win some awards because they've campaigned so hard. It's like politics, right? It's like nepotism that we hear Nepo babies and you know, you get in with the right people and you're set. It seems that way. It um, definitely helps. I think you've got to, like, look at Miley Cyrus, right? She could be considered an Epo baby. But look at what she has done with the opportunity she's been given, right? She's totally. taken it and run with it and really earned it. I there's think. Nepo babies and there's Nepo babies, right? Like, okay, right. Miley is a Nepo baby, but her father, to me, was like a one-hit, achy-bricky heart, total different genre. He was sort of mainstream for that one song, but back when he was famous, like country was not mainstream how it is today. Yeah. Um, so it's a far cry from comparing her to somebody like Blue or Will Smith's kids, where if they if they hit it big, those are like true Nepo babies because their parents are very mainstream across different, you know, music and business people and, uh, you know, in Beyonce's case, uh, actress and and then there's the other thing and I know we spoke about this like of course Blue is going to be talented look at her parents it would be very hard to have that gene pool and not be talented it's like if you have two parents who are rocket scientists you're probably going to be smart right <laughs> right so yeah you know genetics are a thing so I do think that sometimes Nepo babies are born with talent but access plus talent changes things and money changes things Somebody yeah. referred to Taylor Swift as a Nepo baby, and somebody's like, she's not a Nepo baby, but her parents did have the means, right, to help her launch her yeah. career. Speaking of which, yeah. do you think Taylor snubbed Celine Dion? Ooh, I think she did. I do. I think, and again, it like, oof. I know. I you can't I think win. she went straight for the award and didn't, didn't hug. I think she should have hugged Celine first. Here's the thing. I do think that she overlooked her because of her excitement and her desire to get to that award. But it does go back to the misogynistic thing of like if Jay-Z snubbed Dr. Dre as he was getting his award, no one would say anything because men are allowed to move a certain way. And when a woman right. does it, you're a bitch. And I don't think she was intentionally snubbing Celine. No, I don't think it was. I definitely agree. I don't think it, it was, was a little rude. And I think that certainly her PR team probably had something to do with it. But I'm sure afterwards she was like, oh, my God, that was rude and wanted to make it up. I don't think mm -hmm. that she's a, a mean person. I really don't think Taylor can win because she's got people who love her who like if she pushed Celine off the stage, they would be like, 
Taylor's the best. Who cares? And yeah. then people who are waiting for her to not clap, waiting for her to. You see her in the audience. She's always clapping. Yeah. She's always singing along because if she doesn't sing along to every song, she sings along to uh, Demi's song and not Selena's song. Her and Selena are on the outs. Right. So, yeah, I, do I think agree. When so many eyes are on you. And again, it's like total first world problems, billionaire problems, but it, it can't be easy to be any of these people. It's just it, it, it very much so on like a more everyday level. It, it it very much reminds me of the speech from Barbie, right? That every woman has to deal with this to a certain extent. Yeah, you, know, you need to be pretty, but not too pretty. And, you know, like all of those things that we all balance on a daily basis as women. And, you know, she does so on just a much larger stage. Like, to me, the way I I kind of thought about it, because I was like, I don't think this was intentional whatsoever. Like, every once in a while, if I see a really cute dog and, like, I focus on the dog and not the people walking the dog, right. technically rude, but I get excited about the dog. Right. Totally. <laughs> And I think she got excited about the award, and and we all have those it, moments where right. where we're not our our ideal selves, and we're yeah. self involved, and it's back to the Barbie thing. It's like so many times in my own life because I'm outspoken, I'm like people will say like, "Oh, she's so tough," but it's like if my husband talks like that or my brother talks like that, nobody says they're tough, right? Like I, my brother and I were raised in the same home and we're very similar and that we're outspoken and I, I stick up for our I don't even mean stick up for ourselves but say what's on our mind and are vocal and nobody has ever referred to my brother as tough <laughs> you know what I'm saying like it's like yeah well I'm tough but he's just what fun like what you see I don't know so yeah, yeah I think it's very so hard true. and so when I see those things you don't want to be too critical of Taylor and I don't think Celine was so critical of her because the end of the day, even if she has 20 Grammys, it's still exciting. She hit a record. She's the most best album of any artist ever now. Yeah, and I think she deserves it. She deserves it. She had, I mean, that Midnight's album is great. It's really great. It is. I, 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 I'm ready for my daughter to be listening to some other music, but yes. <laughs> it is so good. <laughs> One last noticing. Yes. Billy Joel sang his first song in 30 years. I I mean, I had no idea he had two little kids. Yeah. I saw the pictures from the red carpet. I was like, wait, are these his, did, did Alexa Ray have kids? Like, no, those are his kids. He's got this wife. Apparently, they've been married nine years, which, so I Wikipedia'd it. Yeah, because he married her after he married the. Remember, there's like the yes. Chef. So she's his fourth wife. So he had a wife. He was married to nine years. He was married to Christy Brinkley nine years. He was married to Katie, the pretty chef, Katie Lee, uh -huh. mm -hmm. um, less than nine. But now this new wife, they're in the ninth year. Mm. This could be the end for her. <laughs> I know, because right, ten everything changes at ten years. Well, he's very much like, like a hometown boy. He's from he's from New York. He was born, I think, in Brooklyn, but he grew up in Long Island. He sells out Madison Square Garden. He had that show like once a month for years. I think it stopped now. I think he I think he primarily lives in Florida. But when I saw those two little kids and 
Somebody said, and I don't know if this is true, you you guys will know, and then you'll let me know, that he has another a baby at home, that the wife just had a baby. Oh, like dear. him, you got Robert De Niro. Like, what's this? We, uh, your pecker still works, but like, how many kids are you going to have in this advanced age? And is that even fun? I mean, I guess you get to the point where like you just have so much help that, you know, it's not expected of you. I don't, I doubt that Billy Joel is like lifting his kids in and out of the bathtub. <laughs> and like, you know, of course. And I do get like from the wife's point of view, like if this is her first marriage or she doesn't have right. children, but like three with a 70, how old is he? He's got a 70 at least. Yeah. I mean, you got Baldwin and over there with the, the Hilaria, they have 57 kids. I yeah I don't know I say I mean good for him and you know good for his pecker yeah <laughs> okay back to regularly scheduled programming let's talk about Leanna I mean we've been hearing for months I want to say since the spring summer yeah before the last season was even over yeah we were we've been getting stuff yes. yeah and I think we were I know you and I were basically waiting for Candy to announce her departure. Yeah. Uh, end of an era. I do believe it was her choice somewhat. I, I think there was a disagreement on salary. I think that they would have liked to have her back, but they do want to make changes to the cast. And in order for them to afford to do what they're looking to do, she would have had to take a cut. And I think from her point of view, she knows she's a part of the Bravo family. I think we can expect to see her in spinoffs and other Bravo things but you know next season she won't be back right candy gave a lot to the show she did first season atlanta she was not on it was fun it hooked us but when she came on second season i do believe it legitimized atlanta her fame her notoriety and then candy lost her first uh, uh excuse me her fiance right. second season her fir- it was her first season and we watched her fall in love with Todd, who worked for Truly Production, which was quite the scandal had we had the pod back then. Mm-hmm. They, of course, had two babies and their blended family. With their, They each came into the marriage with older daughters. Of course, she shared all of her struggles with her mom and her aunts. And that was all very interesting and relatable and integrating Todd into, into their life. And then Todd lost his mom. I mean, they gave us a lot. And I will miss her, but I also think it's time. Maybe not forever, but for now. Like, I think she's sort of evolved past it. I couldn't agree. I think I couldn't agree more. She is going to be very missed. But, like, I feel like this is a wise decision on her part. God knows she's got plenty of other stuff to keep her busy. And I also just feel like last season was so bad of Atlanta. Like... Let us miss you, you know, like go on pause. But it, I mean, please come back, Candy. Like, please come back <laughs> at some point. Don't right. leave us hanging forever. And um, I think she would. Like, I think I, I also watched her, like, even as she's filming, be like, I'm so busy. Like, I'm so busy. And I think we forget she's got two little kids. Yeah. You know, you and I know how much changes when kids are school aged and how much freedom you get. Like. Of course, you still have to cart them around, but she's got two toddlers. You know what I'm saying? Right. And all these businesses. So maybe she needs a breather, like focus on the other stuff and come back when, to be quite honest, we haven't seen you on our screens every week and you have something new to show us and you have something yeah. interesting to say, right? Because, yeah. you know, 
awesome that she's in a great place, that her husband and her are great and her kids are great. Her daughter's at NYU and everything's going great. Doesn't really make the most interesting television right now. So take your little pause, do your projects and come back. Yeah. She always, I thought, had like such a reasonable point of view. And like I look up to her because I feel like everything she touches turns to gold. She's very successful Definitely from an entrepreneur standpoint, too. I just really look up to her. So she's, yeah, incredible. I mean, she's another person who her talent was such that she could have been a top singer. And she really wasn't. And she was able she was able to pivot and, you know, start businesses and write for other people. And, you know, she made her own way and. Definitely. She's a pioneer in so many ways. And yeah, I would love to see her on a, God forbid, I hate to even mention P. Diddy, but almost like a making the band, but kind of like making a businesswoman kind of show, you know, like girls with ideas for brands and almost like a Shark Tank meets Meet the Band kind of deal where she kind of has a group of girls and she picks one to like invest in their business kind of deal. Yeah. You know, I'd love to see that, too. Because I just think that she's the sort of person who should be mentoring young women. Yeah. Because she's got so much to offer. She does. And she's like definitely, I mean, a big role model. And like I said, I look up to her. I Um, also love that she was always smart with her money. Like in an era where we see housewives spending more than they earn, Mm -hmm. she was always so transparent. Like, yeah, I can afford it, but I don't do it because... I have kids and I have a family that I help and I want to I want to ha- leave something and I want to have a legacy and I'm not going to blow it. Remember when she bought her house and everyone was like, oh, my God, I can't believe she bought a fixer upper. And she's like, whatever, I'll make it nice. Yeah, I love that about her. Yeah, I agree. OK, so what do we think? Like, what do we think the cast is shaping up to look like? Because this is the other thing that's just been all over the place, all over the place. And everyone has their theories. Originally, we were told months ago, and people were unhappy about it, but I heard from a source, full reboot. Now, that was a long time ago. Since then, there is a possibility that the network recognized just how hard and expensive, quite frankly, it is to do a full reboot. The amount of money they had to spend to promote Roni, it might make more sense to keep a couple of peach holders or bring back, you know, a beloved peach holder like Portia, and build around them. So, you know, we've heard many options. I will say my original source said full reboot, and they have not changed their stance. As of today, and we're recording Thursday the 8th, Portia and Kenya do not have a signed contract last I spoke to my source, which was yesterday. Could that change? Yes. I do think it does make sense to keep a couple But as of right now, I have not heard that that's anything other than a rumor. Okay, so let's say in this scenario where it's not a complete reboot and we get Kenya back, we get Portia back, we've got Sheree. Like, are those three, are they all good with each other? I mean, I think that they're doing it long enough that it's a job. And I think that they're good enough that they could film together good you know because we don't we don't need another divided cast Kenya like, was on some podcast or some interview just today or yesterday and Sheree both 
saying they don't know. So either they're playing a good game or they really don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I would like, I would be happy to see them. But of course, I would love to see Phaedra. I've been watching Traders with my kids. I know you've been doing the same. She's definitely been going through a little renaissance on Bravo because, you know, she was on Housewives of Dubai and then the girls trip and then married to medicine. And now she is the best murderer ever (laughs) on Traders. (laughs) So and by the way, we know that Candy had put her foot down and said she will not, you know, would not be on the show with Phaedra because of the whole dungeon situation so now with Candy gone I feel like it could open the door for her to have a peach again I mean I obviously would love this I'm willing to watch Phaedra do anything I just her her renaissance has been incredible I always enjoyed her I do I don't like what she did to Candy back in the day yeah and maybe maybe we're all wrong for giving her a second chance but it's television and she's just highly entertaining and she's likable. Like, even though she did a bad thing, I don't think she's a bad person. She's yeah. going through really tough times with Apollo. But I have not heard that she's going to be back. She's currently on Married to Medicine. So, you know, maybe down the road. But I don't I don't think next season. Speaking of Married to Medicine, fans have suggested Mariah or Quad. Now, remember, they're all Atlanta people. They're all, their pants are all intertwined. Right. We've had emails that have mentioned them, but I haven't heard anything like, from a source. We also keep hearing Gucci Mane's wife, Keisha. There are so many famous wives and women in Atlanta. I think it comes down to the cast being the right fit together. And of course, budget, because these are all wealthy women. So you're going to have to pay them. I don't know. I I was feeling like Kenya seemed positive in her interviews. But then I saw an interview today where she really sounded like she didn't know. So I have to imagine the network knows more because they've had a lot of time. Atlanta's been off for a while, so I think they probably have some women, and I think it's a matter of one or two, and maybe they're still hemming and hawing if they do full reboot or if they pull in Kenya and Sheree or Kenya and Portia. Right. Interesting. I want. I mean, Portia's another one who has had so much success yes. um, outside of the show as well. Like, do we know Portia wants it? You know... I think Portia wants it. I don't know how her husband feels about it, which could be a deterrent. Money talks. So I think to get Portia, you're going to have to pay her. She doesn't need to come back for small beats. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, We saw in the news, by the way, speaking of Atlanta, that Kim Zolciak's company got bought. This was interesting because I didn't know that the company was still really even going. (laughs) Here's the article. I'll just do a really quick a quick summary. It says founder of 310 Nutrition acquires luxury skincare brand Cashmere Collections from television personality Kim Zolciak Bierman. And so then like a whole like press release goes off, but then it talks about 310 Nutrition is in the meal replacement business. Which I believe that Kim had a partnership with them because I remember her like showing the shakes on her Instagram and everything. Yeah. I'm 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 betting there is kind of some relationship there. But so this I think company... they were always part owner. I think that oh, they, were like, they fully acquired it. Got it. So yeah, Tim Sharif is the founder. 
and he has bought it and he says he is thrilled to take cashmere collections to new heights yeah i mean they don't share how much it was acquired for right so if it's a business that wasn't making much money it could have been acquired for not a lot of money Mm -hmm. by tim sharif standards and maybe enough money for kim because she's in desperate need of money. And here's what's interesting. Our follower, shout out to Jenny Jen. She knows who she is. She's always updating because she has access to the real estate database that this info is on. The Beerman property as of this week is back to not having any activity on it. The pre So not for sale, not anything. You know, it may still be for sale, but the pre-foreclosure okay. is gone. Got it. And the auction's been gone since last month. I'd have to check if it's still for sale. So okay. could this, the cashmere being acquired, have been enough money to help her just try to sell the house? Or I don't know. The fact that the status of the house changed during the same time that we learned her company was acquired leads me to believe that perhaps those funds may have helped that situation. Again, I'm just hmm, I'm just speculating. If that company, and this is why I think that it's kind of like a company that wasn't earning and maybe it didn't cost that much for this guy to acquire and maybe he has plans because if that cashmere collection was generating money, why hasn't she used the proceeds to pay her damn bills? You know, and they haven't publicly stated what it was acquired for. So it could be a situation where it was no longer earning money, but he's going to try to revamp it and he gave her like 50K or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And and we'll never know. But I'm betting it's not enough to bail them out of this mess they're in because it's not just the house. They have millions and like hundreds of thousands of dollars in credit card debt yeah. alone, which is insane to me. Yes. Okay. So did you watch Miami last night? Of course I did. Oh, my gosh. It was good, I thought. Yeah. They are still in Mexico City. Which I um, love and want to go, minus the dead baby. That was weird. I'm dying to go because actually it's really, it is really known for having a lot of art. And I, I I mean. And great food. Not just the men with no shirts and the bunny ears, but like it's really truly known for, um, yes, amazing restaurants, just great culture in general. I really want to go too. It's it's definitely in my, on towards the top of my list. Okay, so. We kind of start with where we were at the end of the last episode, where they're still on this little gondola. Kiki and Lisa are fighting because Lisa throws food at the dogs and say, says, trust me, this is way better than anything they're fed. Yeah. Like she knows. So that kind of continues in like to Pride Day and everything because then Julia, I don't know why Julia just keeps... She well, should not ever be the messenger. Her. But production's telling her to. And she obviously wants to stay on the show. So she does. She is the worst messenger ever, though. Yeah, she, she really is. Like when she was trying to tell who was it? Was it before? Oh, when she was going after Lisa before. Yes. About like not being there for her kids. And then when she goes and talks to Lisa and says the whole group thinks this and thinks you're spoiled and entitled and it's like well I don't Nicole you could tell was very uncomfortable with that statement because she was like I don't feel like that's an accurate statement that the whole group feels this way yeah listen how about so Julia's a bad messenger and 
Kiki, I think, was perfectly fine. Like, Kiki was not mad at Julia at all. She was like, yeah, I said it. And then she says to Lisa, Lisa, you're self-absorbed. And Lisa's like, I am not or whatever. And she's like, yeah. Mm. When's the last time you've asked me a question? And Lisa's like, uh. She goes, what's my son's name? Talk yeah. about name them. Right. I mean, look, we can feel bad for Lisa and also recognize, excuse me, how out of touch she is. Yeah. Like, let's face it. Being out of touch is sort of a prerequisite for being a housewife. But we're a year in on her breakup. And it's glaringly obvious at this point that she's just worried about money. I do see the lady's point that it does not need to be the only thing she talks about. And every meal doesn't need to center around her legal woes with Lenny. It doesn't mean Lenny doesn't suck or he didn't do her dirty. Of course he did. Her treatment of Kiki is at a minimum condescending, at a minimum. Like at the Pride Parade, Kiki was trying to be nice and smooth things over. And Lisa kept saying things like, oh, what are you going to fight me? Uh, Like, stop it, Lisa. You yelled at her. You were the one standing and yelling. You were the one who said, shut the F up. She tossed a paper juice box at you. Like, stop making her out to be violent and irrational. Even dopey right. ass Larsa sees that Lisa's wrong in this. Well, and I, what I thought was interesting is that in this situation, I was kind of waiting for the conversation to come up very similar to when um, on Beverly Hills, Garcelle and Dorit had that conversation of like, you know, Lisa implying that Kiki is violent and aggressive by saying, oh, are you going to fight me? Are you going to throw something at me? Like, I think there's some undertones to that that should be kind of and I'm I'm betting Andy will bring this up yes. during the reunion because it, you know, and I just think Kiki is kind of like, I think she's just sort of like, I don't feel like I need to educate you. You know, like when she talks about how the fact that, yes, she did grow up in in I think I don't know that she used the word poverty but definitely in a situation where you know the there she wasn't privileged not right she was not privileged right she wasn't middle class she wasn't working class she was poor I mean whether she used the word or not the the description was that she grew up poor I just I don't know I am I am fully I'm fully team Kiki on this one absolutely and like she points out she's like listen I know you're upset about your money and I get it and I hope you get your money but you're you're healthy you're in a good relationship. Your kids are both healthy. I don't have any legal battle because I don't have any man and I had to do everything for my two children whose names you've never even bothered to ask me, might I add, while I have to sit at every meal and hear about Lenny. Like, right. you don't even say to me, hey, how's your son, whatever his name is, how's your daughter? How has it been? I know that you're raising them alone without any financial or forget about financial emotional help like right being a single mom is the hardest job in the entire world and I have never had to be a single mom obviously I'm married but I don't even think it's the same as when you're divorced because when you're divorced and you get financial and physical right help from your ex yes you're a single mom but you're not a single mom in the same way someone who father like baby daddy or ex-husband is not in the picture right like you can't compare it because you're responsible for the bills and you're responsible for them 24 7 and it's one person right yeah 
You know? I, I think Lisa... Lisa, I don't know how she's going to get it, but she needs a huge dose of reality. And, like, I I just am starting to wonder if she has any empathy. If she can feel anything about how anybody else is feeling besides herself. It's like she's a toddler, right? Like, yeah. When you have a toddler, like, they don't understand. They are they really do. Th- they think they're the center of the world. So you're constantly addressing their needs before everybody else's because they don't know any different. And I think she's gotten away with it so long without us noticing. Well, these last two seasons, because she was the victim last season, right, of Letty. But it's also because Lisa isn't mean, right? There's a difference between someone being Mm -hmm. a mean person and someone being, like, careless person, like careless of other people's needs and emotions. And we even saw it with Jody, how he said, you know, sometimes you have to check on me. Like, she's careless. She's not mean or cruel. She's not mean. Okay, the fight with Kiki. But, like, it's not mean. It's, like, thoughtless that she doesn't ever think to ask Kiki these things. Or probably anyone else in the group. Like, I'm sure she's never asked Gertie about her kids or whatever. Nicole about her kids. And I do want to point out, I feel like Alexia has gotten a bad rap. And rightfully so in some ways. I, I can say the last couple of episodes, especially in regards to Gertie, you can see that Alexia has her ways and she's stubborn and I don't agree with all of her opinions or that kind of thing, but she's a good person. Like she's genuinely worried and concerned for Gertie and her health and everything like that. And you, I, that's what, that's what makes Housewives interesting because these women are complicated. Like there are things about Alexia that drive me nuts how she mm-hmm. can be so obtuse. But then on the other hand, you see how she's had issues with Gertie in the past and now she's really rallied behind her and genuinely so. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think- With Lisa, there's no depth. I guess that's what it is. Yeah. It's not that she's mean. There's just no depth there. And she can't, she doesn't have the capacity to worry about somebody else. And it makes sense that Larsa's her BFF. I think Larsa might have more depth, which is wild. <laughs> yeah i i i don't know i loved the moment where first alexia said it when she was like all the girls were ordering like no sugar no sugar she's like a little sugar is like i would be like that too i'm like ladies come on like for goodness sakes like have a little salt uh you know one little salted room margarita is not gonna who said that alexia well, so Alexia was like, girls, like the sugar, it's fine. Like a little, it's not going to hurt you. And then you hear Adriana come in later and she was like, no skinny anything. I want all of it. I want the salt. I want the, yeah, like, yeah. I want everything. And I'm like, those two actually have a little more in common than they probably like to admit. Well, you know what's interesting? The beginning of the season, there was all that fighting. But once they're in the groove, ultimately, they really don't dislike each other. There are yeah. things that have transpired in the past they're mad at each other about. But at the core of it, they get along just fine when they're all hanging out. Even Marisol and Adriana. Like, it's not... They wouldn't choose to hang out with each other because of everything, but they're on the show together and they coexist just fine. And you even see, at one point, Adriana and Marisol, was it last week or the week before? The girls were, like, arguing about something, and Adriana and Marisol were, like, sitting on the couch, like, hanging out. And she's like, I can't, Marisol's like, I can't believe I'm hanging out with Adriana, but the rest of these ones are pains in my ass. Like, you know? Oh, I think it's when Alexia and Lisa were fighting. And so Adriana and Marisol were just hanging out. Like, it's not, it's, yeah. So 
And that, but that's why, and guys, if you're not watching Miami, you need to. Because there are genuine friendships here. Some of them are newer yeah. friendships, but like Gertie and Dr. Nicole are really friends. Ad- Adriana and Julia are really friends. And the cool yeah. original girls, Larsa, Lisa, Alexia, and Marisol, and Adriana, they're really friends and or have real history together and like real relationships. Yeah. And I think they were all re- legitimately really happy for Adriana. Yes. When she was on stage, I think they were all very supportive and excited for her. And they like showed out in all of their pride gear, which I thought was so great. And I loved Adriana's stage costume. I thought it was loved it. I thought it was adorable. Their fashion, um, I love their fashion. So good. I love all the color. And that they like stepped it up to even a more color for this Mexico City trip and for Pride was fantastic. And that's the other thing about Lisa's boohooing. It's like all the women get it, with the exception of Nicole, who has been through a divorce. So she gets it. The only one who hasn't had to pick themselves up by their own bootstraps is Gertie because she's been with Russell since high school. Every right. other woman has been married and divorced and all but Marisol and Nicole, because Nicole had her child after, have been married and divorced with children and had to figure it out. So it's not that they don't sympathize with her. They just don't want to hear about her, her, like how much money she's going to get. And like, then you saw her last episode, like, I don't want to sign yet because I feel like I can get more. It's like, now I don't feel bad for you. Yeah. Well, Kiki Kiki did go a step further when she said, this is your karma. (laughs) Ooh, I know. I think... Back to the whole like divorce thing with Lisa, Lenny trying to say like if as long as I'm paying your settlement, you can't have another man reside in the house with you. Like that right there is all you need to know as far as um, him trying to control. It's all about control. Like and, and of course more to that point, it's she allows it because why are you why are you signing an agreement that allows him to build you a house? You know, like, and, yeah, like, no, right. sign agreement that says he has to give you X amount, X amount at the settlement and go get your own house. But right. she's just trying to squeeze more because she thinks if she makes him build the house, she can get more out of it. Like it's it's a sick, twisted. It's a toxic relationship all the way around that she needs to sever and only deal with in regards to her children. I agree. Like she shouldn't be answering the phone when Lenny is calling, especially when they're in the last like throes of a divorce negotiation. And. As you and I know, we know how that's paid off. Like he he revokes the he revokes his offer and then they went to court saying, wait, maybe he can't. And then he calls the court complaining that Lisa took the house plants. <laughs> it's like, I think they like fighting. Hey, I think hey. they do. Yes. Yeah. Well, because he wants to control her. And right. There's a part of her in a very sick way that is allow- continuing to allow it. Oh, 100%. Yeah. If she, I mean, it can't be a fight if only one person's in it, right? Right. It's just like when somebody, if somebody's text messaging you, like, mean, terrible things, if you don't respond, eventually the person stops because they don't have anybody, they're not getting a rise out of you. Absolutely. Yeah. Cocktailers. We love you. We know there are so many places to tune in and listen to. The fact that you choose us every week really does mean the world to us. And hoping you're having a great weekend. If it's Monday, a great Monday, Tuesday, so on and so forth. And until next time. Thanks, guys.
What's up, cocktailers? We want to thank you, as always, for listening to Cocktails and Gossip. Because of you, we've hit some amazing milestones, had some hilarious conversations, and have grown a truly amazing community. If you haven't already followed our podcast, hit the follow button in the top right of your Apple Podcast player, the follow button under the show logo on Spotify, or the subscribe button on Google Podcasts. We thrive on you, our audience. So make sure to tell all your gossip-loving friends about us too. And if you want to get all the tea, join our membership cocktail party by going to ravelandcocktails.com backslash join. Our members get access to the exclusive tea we post, the weekly podcast without ads, plus another additional bonus podcast every week. And of course, members also get to join us on our monthly live cocktail party Zoom, where we talk about the latest tea and even share tea that's just too hot to put in writing. Last, but maybe best, our members get access to the Cocktail Party Discord, where you can chat with Amanda, me, and all of the other cocktailers as well. There are always some great combos and hilarious comments happening in Discord. Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you. Thank you.